0: listener production
1: Another day and another record high for the Aussie share market. And what economic data should we be watching out for in the coming week? Good afternoon. I'm Steve. I'm Craig. It's Friday the 1st of March. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Mr. Craig James, happy Friday to you. A uh, happy Friday to you, Mr. Daglein. Well, it's been a very good couple of days. In fact, we hit a record high yesterday. The market just couldn't get enough of it. and Decided to do it again today. The ASX 200 up in the order of around half a percent.
0: It jumped out of the blocks. So it was looking as though it was going to be a barn burner of a day. And you know, so up around about thirty or forty points, and then it squirrelled its way back down to the zero line. And we thought, oh well, that's it for the day and then up and coming, yes, in the afternoon. and Perhaps it was the Chinese economic data that came out, the purchasing managers' indexes. They came in slightly above expectations, and uh, that provided some sub- support, um, higher lithium prices in China, and yes, pro- providing support to the lithium sector.
1: Absolutely. And this is the interesting thing about what we've seen in markets, really, over the past couple of weeks. So we've had very little movement over the past 10 or so days. Mm, uh, most of the gains we've had this week have actually come over the past forty eight hours. So we've had a gain of about one point three percent over the past five days. Solid lift today, solid lift yesterday as well. And that was enough to get us to those record highs. I think markets have just been really hungry for a catalyst or two to just get us to those levels and they've been hesitant below it. But a couple of things this week seem to be quite encouraging for markets.
0: Yeah, I think it's the the earnings season as it's continued to go on. It hasn't come up with too many nasties. And I think investors can give that one the tick. Uh, then they've looked at the economic data over the week. There's nothing really to scare the horses um, over the week. So you can give that one a you know, sort of tick. And particularly yesterday you know, so last night, which we had the personal consumption expenditure deflator, the main measure of inflation in the United States, or the Federal Reserve's favourite measure, mm. came in line with expectations. It does look as though we're moving towards a, a period of interest rate cuts later in the year. It's not going to happen overnight, but it will happen. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure what commercial that was.
1: Wasn't it like a shampoo brand?
0: I think it was. Somewhere. Yeah, it's funny
1: for two bold guys um, talking <laughs> about <the> hair care, <laughs> isn't it, Craig? But um, <laughs> funnily enough, I think the inflation stats out of Australia was probably helpful as well. It's only a monthly read, of course, that we had midweek, but it was a bit better than expected or softer. Um, we have to wait until later in April to get the the quarterly indicator out, but that's certainly something that keeps people encouraged that we could get a rate cut in 2024.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the major thing that we're looking for. We're looking for interest rates. We're in that holding period where we're not going to see rate hikes anytime soon by the United States or by Australia, a lot of countries around the world, and we're not going to see rate cuts until we mm-hmm. see with confidence the Federal Reserve and, and also the Reserve Bank uh, officials have greater confidence that we're headed towards that 2 to 3% target. Bam, 2.5% the target here in Australia, 2% in the United
1: States. Yeah. So over the course of the week, I mean, it's been a decent performance from most of the sectors and, very much like risk on, I guess, investors are feeling a little bit better about things and that's been evidenced in the way that sectors perform. So the telcos, healthcare stocks and utilities, they were the only losers this week on the market, but we had gains pretty much everywhere else. I mean, tech stocks were the standouts, property stocks did okay, retailers, miners, financials, they all finished higher over the past five days.
0: Yeah, certainly it has been yes, sort of a good performance and we can mark it down to, to the earnings season. As we say yesterday, not too many nasties. Mixed is probably a word we we overuse when we're talking about the reporting season, but it was very mixed. If you look at it in terms of the proportion of companies that the share price was higher on the day of the release, it's basically a 50-50 yep. year split. And you look at it you know, so in terms of meets or beats, misses or beats market expectations uh, in terms of the analyst results. Uh, again, it's basically a third met expectations, a third beat, and a third miss. So very much, you know, sort of a, a clear line right the way across the board.
1: Yeah, and the reason why that's important for uh, stocks and how they perform is that expectations play a really big role in what actually happens to share prices. So for those who don't know, the February half-year profit reporting season, basically for the most part, we hear from many companies on the Aussie market telling us how they did over the six months to December 2023. And share price reactions were a bit more aggressive than what we tend to see. Even now we've gone in both directions, but that was certainly a feature. And one reason why the reporting season can be important, even if you don't really care if the company you're invested in have done well or not, you know results can certainly move share prices in quite a significant manner. Should we take a look at just a a few sectors? Because company news was quite light today with the, Mm -hmm. the reporting season behind us, but mining and energy stocks, roughly a third of our market. Anything that caught your eye in that sector at all?
0: Uh, not really. I suppose in terms of lithium, yes, the lithium um, mm. futures benchmarks, which is coming out of China, uh, they have been trending higher over the week, and uh, uh, that's providing a degree of support. So if you look at core lithium, it was up in the order of 14% today. Arcadian, yes, up in the order of 9.7%. So that's you know sort of doing okay mm. in terms of the uh, the oil prices and things like crude and and the like you know so what we're still waiting for is some resolution or signs of ceasefire between uh, Israel and Hamas and uh, so it's very much you know, marking time if, if you like in terms of the oil price and therefore a marking time for the energy sector.
1: Absolutely. So in the mining and energy space on our market, dividends always receive a lot of attention, especially for the really big players. And dividends were a little smaller as demand from China has generally been a little bit on the weak side, but it does depend which stock and what commodity we're talking about, as you pointed out. So BHP, our largest miner, it had its smallest half-year profit in eight years. Iron ore was the real big driver of things there, as it usually has been, but nickel and coal not doing so well. And a drop in its dividend, but that was largely expected, a 20% decline in div. The Rio Tinto also had its profits falling back. It declared a smaller dividend. Fortescue Metals though, the pure iron ore play, Mm. doesn't have exposure to many other commodities like those others do. So it actually did okay. You mentioned lithium. Certainly, it's been a a period now for the past six or so months where lithium prices have dropped back and energy prices were a little mixed. But uranium miners were some of the better performers because of the uranium price, which has generally gone higher.
0: Yeah, and it always gets down to supply and demand. And, yes, what we're looking for across the the globe is alternates to crude oil, alternates to coal, alternates to LNG, and, yes, to uranium. I I suppose that's the other thing that we need to think about, yes, in Australia, we basically you, you, anything you want around the world, you know, so you can dig out of Australia. So you can dig it up, or you know, sort of it's growing in terms of agricultural, you know, sort of a, a output, but. Um uh, yeah, we pr- produce so many of the so much of the world's commodities mm. that uh, there's always some positive in there. If uh, one sector is lagging, another one's going forward.
1: Exactly. I mean, there, we can't go through every sector. Of course, we'll be here forever, but we've got plenty of content on the the Comsec website under Market News if you're interested. Property prices today, uh, we did have an update. Uh, what what did you make of the the result there?
0: Uh, we had something like a zero point six percent rise nationally and eight point nine percent annually. Uh, Hobart was the only uh, capital city to go backwards, uh, but the the barn burner was uh, Perth, where home prices are up by 1.8%. Now, with home prices, it's always a case that some positives out there, some good news out there. If you're a homeowner, you own your home outright or you're paying off a home loan, clearly you want to see those prices going well for the value of your asset. But if you're renting or you're trying to get into the market, Home prices continue to move out of out of your reach. And it's always supply and demand. At the moment, we've got more people coming to Australia, more people in jobs. That's pushing up the demand yep. and the supply of homes still not coming through, although there's a lot under construction and they will be coming through towards the second half of the year.
1: That takes time. Thirteen straight months of gains. So tonight we get some figures on manufacturing out of the United States. What will be you looking at next week?
0: Basically, in the United States, we have the Federal Reserve Chair. Jerome Powell, he'll be speaking, giving testimony on the economy. That's something to watch out for. And in Australia, the economic growth figures will be coming out on Wednesday. That's something to watch out for. U.S. non-farm payrolls, always the biggie on the U.S. Yep. calendar. That comes out on Friday.
1: Yeah, plenty of stocks ex-dividend as well. That cutoff for who's going to get paid a div. Thursday's the big one. BHP, Rio, Woodside and South32 will all be ex div So that could be a tough day for markets. Yes. I think that's it. I think it is. Have a great weekend, Craig, and to all the listeners as well. Thank you. Bye-bye.